devil in the detail. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, Ryan. You know, what did you make of what he said? Do you think it was like a positive thing? Um, well, I don't know, like, he's, I prefer, I'd prefer him to come out and say, look, I'm not leaving, to be honest. Like, I think what clubs need is stability. And it just seems like it's one big soap opera all the time with Marwan. You just don't know what he's going to come out with next. And, you know, the, the biggest thing for a club is just to increase the longevity of it and to be successful. And I just think it's a little bit unsettling um, having someone come out and saying, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to stay here past this year. I, I just think he's been a bit dramatic, to be honest. I think he could be here next year. You know, we've just signed two young lads up on two-year contracts. I think he's just doing it probably to, you know, create a little bit of um, drama, like I said previously. So, yeah, but I'd prefer him just to be a bit more stable uh, and a bit more honest with the fans because he ain't going anywhere. Mm. He did kind of talk about, you know, if he was going to sell up, he'd give it to the fans, Paul. Uh you think that's kind of feasible, you know, being a Super League club with a, with a turnover that we've got? Do you think we could, you know, have one, have enough support yeah. and yeah, two, well, have cash to, to run it? I don't know, because we've probably not got that many fans, have we? I mean, I wish we had, but we haven't at the moment, have we? So, I don't know all the sort of clubs I know that are run by the fans and that aren't at elite, elite level, are they, you know... I live right near where FC United play and I know they're owned by the fans and that but they don't get like huge crowds do they and they're not in like a big league so and I think it's the same in rugby league isn't it but I don't know I think it's all pie in the sky isn't it? That, and we'll cross that, that bridge when we come to it and I mean I'm with Ryan on that one I think uh, I think if he was to go it's unfinished business isn't it he's not really achieved anything really at Salford yet so uh, you know, we would have finished in the top 8 this season without that deduction but we haven't have we so if he was to leave I think it'd be a bit disappointing really so uh, you know, things are starting to look up, aren't they, at the moment? So, hope he stays and uh, sees the job through. Yeah, that's what we want. We want, obviously, Marwan to, to stay and, you know, finish what he, finish what he started, in a way. Um, and hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll come out with that at the end of the season and all will be good, Ryan. Yeah, like, I, I think we'll stay up, to be honest. Um, you know, we've just signed two big 110 kg forwards. Uh, you know, in our last game against the FC, you know, I, I thought we had, we had a great game and, you know, could have gone to win the game uh, with 10 minutes to go in the lead. Uh, and that's against a, a big old FC pack. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be positive about. I think they're the best group of players we've had in like 10 years. And, you know, if we do stay up uh, a few more additions uh, next year, you might have heard Tim Sheens on the radio on Rugby League Extra on the BBC this week saying a lot of people will be going. So, you know, you trust Tim to bring some quality signings in next season. So, you know, I think it'd be, good, it'd be really exciting if, you know, if we could stay up this year and, and really... They'll push on for a top four finish next season. Yeah, talking about uh, people re-signing, Paul, Josh Wood and Jake Bibby uh, signed new two-year contracts uh, this week. How, how good is that that the youth of, of, of the club are given a chance and you know, take the opportunity and then get rewarded with a new contract? Yeah, I think I think so. They, both those young lads de- deserve the contracts. I think they've both done well when they've come in. We've not seen like, lots and lots of them this season, especially not you know, the last few weeks, but, you know, up to sort of May, Jake Bibby was in there, he played at the Magic Weekend, and I was impressed with him, you know, he looked a bit green, but he has he has got the talent, and uh, yeah, I think they deserved that chance, and the same with Wood, I think when he's he's been there, he's done well, and, you know, Tim Sheens will, will look at off-the-field things as well with them lads, I mean, he'll be looking at how they, how they live their life when they're off the pitch, how they train and things like that, and it's obvious that they're doing well in those departments, and that's why uh, they've been rewarded with those contracts. Yeah, Ryan, you know, the two young kids that have come through and it, it gives everyone a kind of a positive message, you know, to people who might want to come to the club in the future that, you know, if you come to Salford and you're good enough, you'll, you'll get a chance. 
Yeah, I think that's always been the case with Salford as well. Like, you, you know, you look at all the players that have come through at Salford, you know, all over Super League, and now even like John Turner, who's gone over to the NRL. I think I think players get a chance of some first-team football at Salford, whereas in other clubs, maybe it's a little bit more difficult. Maybe the, the odd star, like a George Williams, gets in. But at Salford, you know, you look at like your Mark Snee, Stefan Ratchfords, you know, Theo Farge, Nia Levels, all these players that have come through the club. So, you know, if, if I was a young player, I, you know, I would definitely be looking at, at Salford, you know, for a club that I want to go to for, you know, the, the amount of talent around Super League that has come through our club because maybe they just don't get that chance because, you know, in some of the bigger clubs, you know, the, it's that, you know, highly competitive for, you know, selection. You know, maybe Salford's quite attractive, especially with Tim Sheens there as well. And, you know, it seems like it's a really good setup at the minute. So if, if I was a young kid, I'd, I'd be going to Salford to get a game. Yeah, it's great. It shows that Convey about it is working that these players can come through, Paul, and, and get and get a, you know, a, a contract, professional contract on, uh, on a better wage than they started, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. We have produced the youngsters, I mean, over the last sort of 10 years. I mean, we know we've been slagged off for it, but I think a lot of that's unfair, and I've said that before. And um, especially now with, with Tim Sheen's being there as well, and I think a lot of youngsters would look at Ian Watson and think, you know, he's a, he's a coach, a young coach with a lot of ambition, and um, I think he's a coach that gives young players a chance. I mean, a lot of them don't, do they? But I think Ian does, and I think the youngsters will look, will look to him, you know, and look at the the career he's had as well. I mean, he's not been like, you know, a superstar, has he? But he's he's been a real good, solid professional, Ian Watson, and he's. He's a good bloke, and I think he's doing doing a really good job. And in his partnership with with Tim Sheens, is uh, you know it's really come to fruition this season, hasn't it? And I mean, this has been a really solid season for for me. They've really consolidated this season, and we're, I think we're a lot stronger. We look a lot stronger going into this mid lakes than we did last season. Last season, I sort of feared for us, and you know we lost to Bradford there, didn't we? In that, that mid lakes, we had a lot of players who who didn't want to be there. And this time, we've got a bunch of lads who've done really well, won ten games, and I think they're really going to hit this this mid lakes running. Yeah, obviously, you know, Middle Eights um, is going to be a really tough competition. Uh, all the fixtures were, were brought out this week, Ryan. Obviously, we're going to talk about you know, the individual sides coming up uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, but like Paul said, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a, an interesting couple of weeks. And hopefully, you know, the boys will be up for it and uh, sail us through. Oh, I'm sure they will be. And, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I've been chatting to a lot of my mates about the Middle Eights. And, you know, we're really excited about it. You know, I think we should be really confident about the the side that's you know, been put together and I'm looking forward to see you know the two new signings play on Sunday and you know a new competition summit to play for again because you know after that points deduction it was a bit of a an uphill battle from them but from now on it's you know it's sort of like a level level playing field you know got some exciting away games you know we'll play Lee away this time and you know it's, it's really good and I'm sure we'll get some decent crowds as well yeah it's going to be a really good starting with the uh, Sunday against Huddersfield Giants the club at the VIP uh, match day experience available basically a meal a drink and a ticket for 39 quid uh, paul you know it's it, you know for super league rugby um you know and obviously for everything at stake it's it's a really good deal that that's a spawn deal isn't it i mean it, what does it cost to get in now if you do, if you just pay on the door it must be 25, 20, 25, 20, 25 quid or something to go in there so you're getting like a meal for what 14 quid and a drink as well. I mean, it costs you a five for a pint these days, doesn't it? So it, that's that's a really good deal. And I think it's going to be a really good good day on Sunday, isn't it? You're going to have a decent day weather-wise, hopefully. And I just hope everybody buys into it now in this uh, this this middle eight because the four home games we've got, you know, they're going to be really, really exciting games, aren't they? So uh, I can't wait for it, mate. I'm really excited for Sunday and especially the week after as well, going to Lee as well. It's going to be good. Yeah, you got access to the VIP, VIP bar 
in the company with legends and the players. You know, it's a really, you know, good thing to be surrounded by, you know, legends of the club in such an important uh, game, Ryan. Yeah, of course. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game and, you know, it's, it's a new competition. It's something to play for again. Um, you know, I, I felt like against Hull, you know, we put a really good performance in and the atmosphere was sort of back. It, we, we'd lacked that for a while. You know, there's been a lot of bitterness around the club and a lot of hatred towards, you know, the governing body and, you know, things haven't been going our way. But I just, I don't know, I, just, I feel pretty confident going to the middle eight. So I hope, I hope I'm right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, obviously, if you're interested in getting a, a VIP match day special, uh, contra- contract Andrew Bentham. Uh, his email is andrew.bentham at reddevilsrugby.co.uk or ring him on 0161 786 1590. Uh, Paul, you've got the details for the, the Lee uh, game the week after? I have, yeah. It's 11 quid on the coach. and The pickup times are as follows. It picks up at 5 to 1 from the Royal Sovereign, 10 past 1 at Eccles Town Hall. 25 past one at the AJ Bell Stadium. And to book, the phone number is 0161-786-1570. Yeah, like you say, it's going to be an amazing uh, you know, few weeks, Paul, and I really am excited about, about the middle eights. I think, obviously, with all the teams being quite competitive, it's going to be an interesting uh, time. The club have um, sort of organised a special ticket deal uh, where you can get all four games for 60 quid, uh, which is a bargain, right? You know what I mean? We, you know, we want fans to, to come and... You can block book uh, all four games for sixty quid. That's a that's a positive, isn't it? Yeah, I was chatting to one of my mates the other day, and he, he's definitely going to take that offer up. Um, you know, fifteen quid a game, uh, middle eight. It's going to be exciting, and uh, I, I think I think this year the middle eights will be a lot more exciting than they were last year as well. I think Lee are better prepared this time. You know, the teams that finished in the bottom four of Super League are much better than they were last year. So you know, it's going to be it's going to be a really exciting competition and. You know, everyone's looking forward to it. You know, we've got Leeds away again, and you know, Uddersfield. You know, they nearly finished. You know, Uddersfield and Leeds. They, you know, they played in the game at the end of last season, which was, you know, for the league leaders' title, and you know, they find themselves in the bottom four this year. So, it's quite, it's quite incredible, really, how it's all panned out. But yeah, everyone's looking forward to it, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll sell a few of them sixty quid tickets. Yeah, obviously, it's going to be a great, you know, few weeks, and hopefully, loads of fans will, will get involved and back the team. Uh, other bit of news we've got. Uh, masterclass rugby camp hosted by the Rising Stars Player Development Programme uh, starts on the 9th of August. Um, it's basically for a year between year 10 and year 7 at school uh, to help develop the school's uh, skills, Paul. Uh, you know, it's you know it's really good. Obviously, we're, we're going into the schools, we're picking out these players who, who have that bit of magic uh, and, and make, getting them involved in this. It's only going to be good for the rugby league in the area. Yeah, of course it is, and, and hopefully some of those lads will make it into the academy, won't they, and start start coming through there. I think it's brilliant, that, and um, I just wish they'd have had something like that, you know. When I was at school, you know, these like, summer camps and things like that, because I think it's really good, and, you know, let's hope when them kids come, we, we give them some tickets, you know, give them free tickets, or tickets for a five, you know, for these mid-late games, because there'll be nothing better than getting some really good crowds for these, these middle-late games. I know we've had, a, we've had a bit of stick for our attendances this season, haven't we? And, and I think a bit of it's been a bit unjust as well, but I just thought we, we really do buy into this now and uh, get get a good crowd on Sunday against Huddersfield because the two games we played against Huddersfield this season, they've both been really tight games, haven't they? I mean, going there on Good Friday, winning by 26-24, I think it was, wasn't it? And then losing the home game by a point. So there's been like three points in both the games. So they're a side that's very, very similar to us. And if you if you get put the two sides on paper, there's not a lot to 
choose between the two of us. So I think it's going to be dead exciting. So we're just hoping all the kids get down there and get involved. Yeah, a position Pacific Masterclass is held by the Sovereign Devils players. Uh, fitness training, uh, wrestling training, skills technique. Ryan, you know, it's, it makes good players better. Uh, being taught by professionals as well, you know, it's all going to improve them and, you know, it's good for the future, really. Yeah, of course. And it just gets, you know, people involved in playing rugby league and, you know, affiliated with the sport. I remember when I was I was a kid during the summer camp, like during summer, uh, my mum used to take us out of JJB soccer dome and, you know, we'd play foot. I'd play footy for about four weeks of the summer. Um, so to get kids involved in playing rugby, and it's a good facility down there as well. Um, so yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's a really good thing, and that's that's what it's all about. And that's only going to get these kids interested in playing the game, and you know, bringing through Salford lads. You know, there's not enough Salford lads who play rugby or play Super League. You know, you get the odd one or two. You know, a Mazer or a Dennis Betts, but you know, we need more. You know what I mean? But you know, only things like this, what they're doing, is going to you know help that moving forward. So it's good. Yeah, it's basically sixty quid. It's from ten a.m. to three p.m. Uh, on the 9th of August, tenth of August. The 16th of August, 17th of August, 23rd of August, and the 24th of August. And you know, three uh, sort of weeks worth of, of, of quality training, and it's only going to improve our um, local young talent. Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, you can contact Danny Barton on 0161 786 1591 and book yourself on the course. Uh, last bit of news we've got uh, is darts at the AJ Bell uh, Stadium, uh, Paul. Um, people like darts. Are you, are you like darts? Are you into that? Um, I used to play a bit in, yeah. in, the, in the pub. Yeah, yeah, I used to play rubbish like it. I remember uh, <laughs> even mate used to play. We have about four of us used to play round the board. Yeah. It used to take about four hours <laughs> going round the board with bobbins at him. But but no, um, I, I know it's very popular now. A mate of mine watches it on the telly and that, and he's been a few times. You know, it's a bit of a booze up really, I think, for him and that. But um, I think uh, a lot of people enjoy it, don't they? Sky Sports seems to do a, a good job with it. So uh, so yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, but. Yeah, I played uh, darts round the board once in Hull. We played, we played in the Boulevard, and there's a pub near near, near there, and we, we were there for a good two hours trying to get round the board. It's, <laughs> um, it's on, basically on the 20th of uh, October. It's at the AJ Bell. Uh, stars like Simon Whitlock, uh, Vincent van der Voort, Peter Wright, Raymond van der Velt, and Bobby George. You know, big names in the in the in the start in the darts world, uh, Ryan, and they'll be there at the AJ Bell to uh, to show off their talent. Yeah, it's it's good. Like obviously, Rain van Barneveld, he, he's quite a big name, and it's it's quite different. I think they did it at the Willows back in the day, uh, once or twice. I, I went to the darts in uh, Manchester Arena last year, and Jesus, they are some drunk people at events. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. I went in the toilets, and there was sick everywhere. So, darts fans, you know, be careful with our stadium. Don't be throwing up everywhere. That's all I'll say. If you're interested, it won't be like that at the AJ Bell. It'll be, it'll, it'll be all be nice. Civilised. I doubt it, mate. <laughs> well, it'll be great. So obviously, if you want to, if you want to go and watch the darts, ring 08450180180 and book your tickets. Hey, never mind the darts, Rob. I mean, it, it's worth going just to see all the gold at that Bobby George. Yeah. Have you ever seen him on telly? We're all chasing that. <laughs> worth the entrance fee just to see him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's all the news we've got uh, so far this week. Uh, now what we'll do, we'll talk about our uh, middle eight, super eight competition to come. So the super middle eight qualifying uh, draw has been made and it's going to be an exciting eight weeks 
for Salford Red Devils and all the rest of the teams, Paul. You know, looking at the uh, the teams involved, you know, it's going to be one hell of a battle. Yeah, it was exciting, wasn't it, last uh, last Wednesday, waiting for the fixtures to come out. I know um, I was gutted when they come out because I was working the first bloody weekend and then working the second weekend, you know, on the Saturday. So I was ringing round, asking for favours. So I've managed to get all my shifts covered at work now. So I owe a lot of favours out. So just apologising to my kids and my wife now. You're not going to see me all the way through the winter because I'm, I'm working every weekend through December and November. So never mind. But um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Rob. I mean, some belting games, isn't it? I mean, the Lee away game is going to be good. We've got Leeds away, Batley away, which is always a good day out. And then the home games, I mean... Not taking any very lightly, but I'd expect to beat London and, and Featherstone at home. But they're all going to be tough. I think all of the teams are going to be playing. I think you're going to see some 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 sharp results in there. I think there'll be some some strange scores. I think some teams might get upset, especially away from home as well. You know, Featherstone are going to be hard to beat up there. So I'm just glad we've not got a goal there. And I think the the, the national league teams, the first division teams, are going to be hard to beat. You know, London. If you've got a goal down there, it's going to be tough. Yeah, looking at our fixtures, Ryan. Uh, tough start for Solver Huddersfield at home, Lee away, Pulciar at home, Leeds away. That's that's a nightmare start, but you know if you want to stay in Super League, you've got to beat the best. Yeah, of course, and you know you'd rather get get all the tough games out of the way, uh, really. Um, you know, I know I'm confident. I think Huddersfield at home, uh, OKR at home. You know, I think I think we can beat those two teams. You know, to beat Huddersfield, you just got to keep Dun- uh, Danny Bruff quiet. I'm really excited. They're going to be tough games. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be buzzing. It's going to be really exciting. And you know, you want you want to get them tough games out of the way first, and then you've got a nice run in them. You know, if you if we can pick up you know two wins in them first three games, you know, I'd, I'd be very confident of us staying up and you know making the top two of the, the middle eight. So yeah, let's let's have it. Do you think Ian Watson Paul will target games to win? I'd reckon he'll go into every game looking to looking to win. No, I think you'll go. I don't think you can target seven games, Rob. I think you've got to go into to win them all. Uh, it, the first game to me is massive. If you lose to Huddersfield on Sunday, the only thing about happens and we lose that game, you then go to Lee the week after, and the pressure's really on you. Then the pressure is really on you. Get there to Lee, and you get beat there, and you still know when you've got to go to Edinley as well. It's going to be tough. So the, the, it's vital that we win this game on Sunday to me. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think you can you can target any of them. I think you've just got to go out to, to win them all. Even at Edinley, I mean. Leeds have finished ninth, haven't they, this season? They've had a poor season by their standards. And, you know, the amount of teams that have been there and won this season, Hull has been there and won, Wakefield's been there. And won. There's no reason why we can't go there and roll our sleeves up and turn them over. I don't care how many players they've got back from injuries and, and this, that and the other. I think I think they're all beatable, the teams in, in that middle eight. And it's about how you approach it. And I think if we approach it in the right manner and, and play the way we played against, against Hull and the way we played against Widnes, you know, the last two games, we've played really well. I think we can we can go out and, and we can finish top of it. Yeah, we finished with Feverson at home, London Broncos home and Batley Bulldogs away, uh, Ryan. You know, like Paul said, it's all about intensity levels. For me, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that we have to play the first four games at a, you know, a high level to, to get a result. And it's whether we can keep at that high level for them four games. Uh, that will be a mass, that will take a massive say on how, how our sort of, sort of mid, middle eight battle goes for me. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big test, and you know, but you know, these are the sort of games you want to play in. Like, you know, over the past sort of few weeks, we've only had pride to play for, but now, you know, all the marbles are on the table, and you know, we've got to be ready to go on Sunday. And you know, I think I think we'll beat Huddersfield on Sunday. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to it, and yeah, it's just you've just got to go for it. We've just got to you know 
people are people are fighting for the you know for the mortgages now you know it's that sort of you know that's that's been brought back into the game with the introduction of these you know the the super eights and yeah every, i think everyone's looking forward to it this year yeah it's gonna be a pretty amazing you know few weeks paul and like like ryan says that you know that that fear of relegation you know it, it kind of like it gets everyone excited maybe boost the crowd the crowd would have something to come and watch and you know if it's marketed right you know you know people would solve i'm thinking we'll embrace it i think they will rob and like the week after going to lee i mean look how many we took there last season in the cup it was a cracking day absolutely belting day i don't know the result wasn't right but but this time i think it'll be different looking at that game i mean i've, I've heard a lot of people you know saying leah this and leah that and the other i think we've, we've got the the players to uh to do really well and you know, I'm quietly confident. I'm not really, I'm not wanting to go shouting off the rooftops, but I'm quietly confident that we've got players that will be ready for this mid late. And I think they've got a point to prove as well. And I think Ian Watson has, you know, really their attitude should be, you know, we shouldn't be in this. Let's go and prove to people we are better than this, this these bottom four teams and these top four in the championship. And I think that'll spur the players on. I think they'd have been to feel a bit hard done to, and I think that'll spur them on. And um, I think they'd do well. But it is going to be tough. And it? like we were saying it before, it's the, the start as well. We need to make sure we get off to the perfect start on Sunday. And I don't think we'll have any problems against Huddersfield. I think we, we can turn them over. Yeah, talking about Lee uh, and their start, they start with London. London, uh, and Then they play us, then they play Featherstone, and then they play Hulkier, Huddersfield, Battler and Leeds. You know, the, the start there for Lee, you know, they, they're going to target for the London Broncos game for a win. Featherstone, Hopefully they'll get beat against us. You know they're they're going to be looking, you know, as an opportunity for for them to spring into Super League, Ryan, and you know that puts extra pressure on that middle game against us, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know they're all going to be high pressure games. You know for everyone who's involved, and you know, but that's that's what makes it you know so important. I'm so happy they brought promotion and relegation. You know it's part of British sporting culture, and it's something the game lacked for for quite some time. And we you know we had the franchise system; it didn't really work. And you, know, you got to the end of the season, and games didn't even matter, but you know, I think everyone, you know, really supported the the reintroduction of promotion and relegation. I, I really like the format as well. And, you know, if, if we beat Uddersfield and, you know, I expect Lee to beat London at home, you know, that'll be a cracking game on the, on Saturday afternoon down at the Sports Village. And I'm sure uh, I'll draw a, a really big crowd as well. I know I know a lot of my mates are really up for that. Lee's, Lee's a great away day. And, you know, everyone's just dead excited. And I just can't wait for it to start, to be honest now. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing few weeks. Uh, looking at Hulk Yard's fixtures, because I think they may struggle, uh, Paul. You know, with all the injuries, they start with Batley at home, then Leeds away, uh, us away, uh, Leeds Centurions at home, London away, Beverston away, and Huddersfield at home to, to finish. Um, a lot of injuries for Hulk Yard. Could be a problem for them. They always seem to be a good home side, though, don't they, Hulk Yard? They always seem to pull results out of the bag up there, don't they? But, you know, that Batley game... Would you put your mortgage on Hulkier to beat Battler? They lost to Oldham in the Challenge Cup, didn't they, this season? Mm. And Oldham are from, from the league below Battler. So, I don't know. I don't think any of the games are givens, are they? I mean, I don't really know about Feathers, and I don't really know much about them. I know they've signed uh, three players on loan from Leeds, haven't they? I think that I'd, I'd rather play Feathers at home than go to Post Office Road. I think it'd be tough to go there, but I'd expect us to beat them at home. But just looking at that London and Leeds game, I mean... Is that you know a league guaranteed to go down there? It's, is, it, is it at London that game? Is it, no, think, it's at Lee. Is it at Lee? Oh right, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was at London. So Lee start with two home games then. Yeah, they have four home games. Yeah. Right, so they start with two. Right, I was going to say if it was at London, um, that might be a different different matter. But the thing is, with that, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of pressure on Lee. 
to, to get that result. So, you know, that might work against them. You know, London might come up there, nothing, nothing on them. They've got that Jamie Soward in the team. They might give Lee a really good game. So, you know, don't forget last season, Lee were very confident, weren't they? And I think they only won. Did they win one game out of the seven? So, I don't know. It might, they might find it tough. There's a lot of pressure on Lee. And, you know, they've, they've really got to deliver. So, uh, so like Ryan said, it's going to be really exciting. And, you know, there's only sort of four places up for grabs back in Super League, isn't there? So, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, uh, Leeds Rhinos, uh, they take on Featherstone uh, in the first game away. Uh, Hulk Yard at home, London Broncos away. Uh, us at home, Batley at home, Uddersfield away and finish with Lee at home. You know, they're used to being in a sort of a Super League top eight battle, uh, Ryan. Do you reckon it could be a bit difficult for them, you know, uh, you know, being in the middle eights, a different kind of mentality? To be perfectly honest, Rob, I don't think Leeds are going to have any problems. You know, they, they finished the season really strongly. Uh, they had a good wins against... Uh, they beat Hull away, you know, the top side. Uh, they also beat Wigan at home as well. So, yeah, I don't think Leeds are going to have any problems. I think they'll probably they'll probably top the top the middle eights. Um, but you know, I think we've got to be confident as well. You know, we've just signed two quality forwards. Uh, you know, we've been playing exciting brand of rugby. You know, we've had our probably best season for, for quite some time. So, I, I I think you know, if I was an OKR fan or an Uddersfield fan, I'd be a little bit more worried. Uh, obviously, I just feel finished bottom this year. They had a terrible season, and okay, I've got a, lin- a lot of injuries as well. And you know, if I'm being honest, I, I want Lee to come up. To be, I-, I really do want Lee to come up. I think they deserve to come up. Uh, I think they'd have a good crack at Super League. They've got fantastic facilities, and it'd be a great local derby for Salford as well. But I just don't want them to come up at the expense of us. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I I'm a bit like you, Ryan. You know, we want, we need like a local derby, don't we? To yeah, the fire burning. You know, and if they do manage to get into Super League, that would be a big boost uh, for, for Rugby League in, in our local area anyway. Definitely. Uh, just as long as we aren't going the other way, that would be all right. Um, looking at, obviously, you talked about Huddersfield having a bit of a worrying uh, time. They start with us uh, away uh, first game, and they go Featherstone at home, Batley away, London at home, Lee away, Leeds at home, and then finish with Ulkiar away, uh, Paul. Like, like Leeds used to being uh, at the top of, of the table, competing in the, the playoffs, even though, you know, let's, say, let's say, recent past, they have sort of struggled near the bottom. But, you know, it's it's interesting to see what kind of side and mentality they'll they'll come out, considering, you know, they're not traditionally a top side. I think that they've, to me, they've improved the last few weeks over this field. I mean, I'd be a bit, bit cautious about, about them on Sunday. I, I won't say we're going to wipe the floor with them, because the last game in the regular season they nearly beat Warrington away and you know they've got some talented players so I mean it is I mean everyone's saying about Hulk Air I mean they know they've got a few few injuries they could be the, the team that ends up in that million pound game but uh, I don't know when you look at look at it like that you know look how strong Lee are and the, the players they've got and Leeds as well I mean it's going to be uh, it's going to be nerve wracking isn't it? You know, if, you, if you lose that, that Huddersfield game on Sunday but uh, just hope that doesn't happen. But just going back to Leeds there, I mean, looking at the way they've, I've watched them the last few weeks, how they've played, they look like, you know, they, they're really hitting farm now, aren't they? And, you know, my, my heart sort of says, I hope they struggle and they lose to Featherstone on Saturday, but you can't really see it, can you? But uh, I don't know, it's, it all depends on the start. That I mean, Uddersfield might, Uddersfield might struggle, Volcar might struggle, we might do so. Just hope it's not us that ends up in that, that million pound game. Yeah, we want to avoid the million. We just want to avoid that if we can. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Um, well, like I say, with the other field, we, we don't know. Looking at the other teams, London Broncos, they start with Lee away, Batley at home, Leeds at home, Huddersfield away, Hulkyard at home, 
us away. And then Feverson at home, Ryan. You know, London Broncos trying to get back into Super League. The game needs London Broncos in the top division to give them, you know, a, a bigger spotlight in, in the national media. And, you know, they're playing well this season. You know, they finish it second in the league. You know, it's it's an opportunity for them to, to flex the muscles and see what they can do. Yeah, um, to, to be perfectly honest, like I, I, I couldn't care less if London Broncos were in the top flight. They just, <laughs> they just, they just never see it to draw the crowds like at all. Uh, you know, my, my mate Mike Eccles, who I used to work with at Salford, he'll probably, you know, I, I, you know, the only reason I probably want them to come up is because he, he's working there. He's a great bloke, and uh, you know, uh, I, I just don't see London coming up. I think the only team that really could come up is Lee. You know, they've got a super league quality side. Um, I, I can't really see Batley, Feverson or London getting anywhere close to it. But you never know. They've only got to win three games and they'll get uh, fully involved in that million-pound game. So you just never know what might happen. You know, OK, I might pick up a, a load of injuries, have problems behind the scenes and, you know, not even win a game. You just never know. Anything could happen. So it's uh, all to play for. Yeah, London's always a tough place to go. I'm sure they'll be, bat uh, sure they'll be targeting Batley uh, and Leeds and Featherstone, Paul. To, to, to pick up wins there and then, you know, roll the dice and see what happens away. Yeah, well, like Ryan was saying there, you know, if you get, I think last season, Bradford and Wakefield was in that million-pound game and they, they got six points, if I'm not mistaken, so that's three wins out of the seven. So it's all about momentum, isn't it? It's, you know, it's a very short sort of competition, seven games, isn't it? If London were to beat Lee at weekend, you've got two already and then you win the next game, you start building that momentum then, don't you? So I think there could be one or two shocks. I mean, there was last season, what the look was going to Bradford and, and getting lamped. So uh, they're all that sort of cup finals, aren't they? And teams are going to raise the game. Batley are going to raise the game when they play us, aren't they? So you've got to be switched on and very professional and make sure that you don't fall in, into that trap. And I'm, I'm with Ryan. I'm not really bothered what the other teams do. As long as we're focused and we go into our games with the right attitude and, and get the result, and that'll do me. Yeah, Batley start with Ulkiar away, uh, Len London Broncos away, Huddersfield at home, Beverson at home, Leeds away, Lee away, and then us at home to finish, uh, Ryan. You know, that's a pretty tough start for them. You know, two away games to start with uh, and then us to finish. Is that Battler? Yeah. Yeah, as I say, I think Battler have done incredibly well to be where they are. Al John Keir didn't get, you know, uh, you know, coach of the year in, in the championship working on that sort of budget. is beyond me. And they played Catalan Dragons in the Cup as well and I thought they put a really good performance in, but you know, I, won't, I won't really, you know, be worrying about them, to be honest. As long as, you know, we prepare for, you know, Correctly, uh, mentally for the games, I, I won't really be worried about battle. It's more, it's more Lee I'd be worried about. You know, I think they'll be a, uh, a lot more confident after you know the experience of the disappointments of last year. I think they'll be ready to go. And you know that that second that game at Lee Sports Village, that's that's going to be a cracking match. That on a beautiful pitch and it'll suit both sides. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, and then finally we've got Feverston. Um, they start with uh, Leeds. Then they play Huddersfield, and then they play Lee, then they play Batley, then they play us, and then they play Hulkiar, and they finish with London Broncos. You know, Featherston, you know, they're a good rugby league town. They've done, a, you know, done well to qualify for the top four, uh, beating Bradford in, in the, uh, the, you know, the, what do you call it, the £500,000 game uh, there, Paul. You know, and they deserve the shot at, you know, trying to get into Super League. Yeah, they certainly do. They're a proud club, aren't they, Featherston? I've been there many a time watching Salford, and it's a. It's a ground where I think I've seen us lose a few times. I've seen us draw there. I've seen us scrape wins there. We always seem to struggle when we go there. So, like I said, I'm glad we're not going there and we're playing them at home. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's good. I mean, 
they've done they've done well this season, Featherstone really, haven't they? You know, you know, to finish to finish fourth, they came they came back towards the end of the season. I think it was Bradford who were in fourth place, weren't it? Halifax were up there as well. So they they come along with with some real real good farm Featherstone to to get in there. So they deserve the chance, don't they? And the, no good luck to them. I know Daryl Griffin's there, isn't he playing for them? He was at Salford and. Uh, I think they'll, they'll be they'll be tough to beat, like I said at home. But um, you know we should be capable of beating them at our place. So obviously looking at all the fixtures, boys, are we we're totally confident, totally confident that that we've got enough juice in the tank to finish in the top two, Ryan? Oh, absolutely. Like you know, we shouldn't even be in the uh, in, in the in the middle eight anyway. You know, we've been playing a fantastic brand of rugby. You know, we finished the season on a minus nine points difference, which was really good. The improvement from last year in defence is there to see in. You know, we've just signed two big pot forwards and, you know, if we wouldn't have got that six-point deduction, we'd probably be, be six in the league this year with the momentum that might have took us through. So, you know, I'm, I'm not worried at all. I think we should go in really confident. I think, I think we should go in more confident than any other team. And, you know, I think, I think we'll see that on Sunday. I think we'll play a really exciting brand of rugby and I think the boys will be really up for it. And, you know, I think if we beat Huddersfield, I could... And then we play Lee away. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just really confident. I, I just don't think we're going to have any problems at all. I, I hope I'm not wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's all about mental strength, Paul. You know, with these teams, UKR, Leeds, Huddersfield. You know, it's all about playing the team on the on the park rather than the uh, the name on the on the scoreboard. Yeah, I, I wish. I don't know. I wish I was as confident as Ryan. I, I, I am confident, and then. There's this little thing in my head that says, well, this is Salford. And, 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 you know, the amount of times I've stuff, stuff's happened before, I don't know. I always have, like, something that just warns me a bit not to get too excited. and Because um, I have. I've got overexcited in the past, in past seasons, and, you know, been really disappointed. So I'm always prepared for the worst. But just going back to what Ryan said, we should be confident because we have played well. And, you know, without the deduction, we'd have been doing we'd have been doing all right in the, in the top eight. So, But I feel a lot better come sort of five o'clock on, on, on Sunday when we've beaten Huddersfield because, you know, 80 minutes is a long time in rugby league and if we were to lose that game then, you know, things look totally different, don't they? So, uh, so ask me this question at five o'clock on Sunday but, no, I think we'll beat Huddersfield. I think, I think my plan is just to hang about with Ryan on Sunday and just soak up all, ooze all that confidence that he is exuberating. Yeah, you'll feel better then, won't you? It's a massive <laughs> match on Sunday. It, it is, if, yeah. If we lose that and then go to Lee... Uh, you know, after they beat London, and they'll be well up for that then. Uh, and then we have to play OKR uh, at home. It's like, <sighs> but the yeah. thing is, you got to remember, we've probably only got to win three games. You know, we're going to beat Batley at home, we're going to beat Featherstone at home, so you only have to really pick up one more game to get in that million pound game. So, you know, you've got we've got to be confident. We've just signed two big forwards, that, and you know, the, the lads played so well against the FC in that last game. You know, if you, if you look at that, you know they're a top team in the division. You saw what they did to Wigan on Friday, on Thursday, Friday. So yeah, we've got we've got to be confident going into it. I'm sure they are as well. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit like Paul really. I've got thinking. I'm thinking to myself, we need to win at least three of the first four to to, to get get the comfy slippers on. Because I think the the last three, I think we've you know we've we've got enough in the tank to beat them either. Um, but you know it's rugby league, and that's what. That's what the middle ages is all about, isn't it, Paul? You know, you've, yeah. you've got excitement, um, and that's where you live. You live on the edge, uh, and you enjoy the ups and the downs, don't you? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and we've had loads of ups and downs, haven't we, over our time watching Salford? And wouldn't it be the same if it was plain sailing, would it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident now. I'm glad I've listened to Ryan tonight. Yeah. Cause it's like 
So it's like having a chat with the Samaritans, isn't it? I feel miles better. <laughs> I feel miles better now, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to be all about on the day, isn't it? And, you know, if we were to, to lose to Huddersfield, it would be a lot more pressure going going to Lee because, you know, you'd, you'd see them sort of lift, wouldn't you? You know, if they win, win that London game and they did have an opportunity to go four points in front of us. So there's all sorts of scenarios. you just got to make sure you, you hit the ground running, I think, because if you ask any Lee supporter, they'll probably tell you last season, did, you know, you start losing, you lose a couple of games, the pressure's on, you start adding up, then oh, how many games do we need to win? You've got to, you've got to start well, haven't you? It's, it's a short season and it's seven games, so it's a vital, your start's vital, I think. So if you want a middle-eight boost, ring uh, Ryan and 0800-RYAN to give you that Super 8 booster is, is, is given you've, the podcast. You've, you've got to remember as well that we've got, I know we've like deregistered Tommy Lee, so he's no longer a Salford player. You know, we've got a, a fully fit squad now as well. And, you know, Sean Kenny's an ideal replacement for Tommy Lee. And, and Logan's been playing well as well. So, and then we've just brought Felici Mateo in and Luke Burgess. So you, we have to be confident. If we went down with that side after the season they've had and they've been playing, It'd be an absolute disaster. I just, I just can't see it happening. I really can't. Like last season, I was a little bit worried, but this year, I'm, you know, with the players that we've got, they don't deserve to go down. So, if there's any justice in this world, Salford will finish in the top two in that middle eights. Oh, don't forget, oh eight hundred, one hundred. <laughs> anyone who wants to, you know, feel the feel the love uh, for the for the middle eights. Oh, the season uh, so... <laughs> the shadows on Sunday. <laughs> so obviously, we're talking about Salford comfortably. Getting into the the, the top two, uh, Paul, is it, who do you think's going down? Is it Leeds coming up or staying oh, it'd, down? It'd be great if it was Leeds, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I, something tells me that okay, I think they've been vulnerable this season when I watched them. You know, just watching them in that cup tie when they played Oldham, I think they might struggle. But I don't know. Huddersfield as well. I I can't I can't see any of the you know Featherstone getting into that million pound game really I can't really see Batley getting into it but London's another one I'm not too sure about them really I just I think it's going to be a really good competition and like I said before they're all cup finals aren't they so they're one-off games but going off our squad and the, the two lads we've, we've just signed I think we should be in that top two and I mean I'm hoping top spot as well it'd be nice to finish above Leeds we haven't finished above Leeds in the league since about 1987 I think so it'd be nice to finish above them and get the, get the top spot especially after the season that we've had but I can see Ulkair ending up perhaps in that million-pound game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Paul. No Campese, a lot of injuries. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of behind, reading between the lines. This week, I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff there at Ulkair. I mean, they, they're supposed to be appointing a new coach, aren't they? And you know, it's, it's all gone quiet. And I don't think the, the guy in charge at the moment is it. Um, Webster, he's been kept in the dark. They were saying that you don't know. It's Steve McNamara is supposed to be been after him and I think I think there's a lot of unrest there at Oakingston Rovers so uh, so it could be them that end up in that million pound game hopefully yeah I'm thinking OKR okay, the Lee in the million pound game Ryan and uh, Lee to win it yeah that's exactly what I was going to say I'm going to go Leeds to finish first Salford second uh, Huddersfield third and then I'm going to go Lee fourth OKR fifth and then Lee to win the million pound game at the Sports Village and I'll be in attendance as well yeah it's going to be a really exciting few weeks and then We'll see how your prediction pans out. So what we'll do now, we talked about the, the middle eight. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the defeat against Hull at home last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. 
So Salford Red Devils took on Hull FC on Friday the 22nd of July and went down 28 points to 20, Paul. You know, close game against one of the top uh, uh, teams in the league. Yeah, it was a really good game as well, wasn't it, Rob? It was a really enjoyable game, played at a really fast pace, really high tempo. And, uh, you know, for long periods of that game, we, we really lived with Hull FC, and uh, especially when we got that quick burst of tries in the second half and actually took the lead, got in front 20 points to 18. I think there was about 10 minutes to go there then. And we just sort of ran out of steam in the end, and they just seemed to have that, that edge on us, didn't they? And uh, that, that bit of quality, that try that, you know, Gareth Ellis flicked that pass out there and, they just seem to have it on us, but they're a good side, them. And like I was saying in my report thing, you know, I think they're going to win something this season. And you know, it just shows how far we've come because you know the, the the round one we was soundly beaten there at, away at Hull at the KC Stadium, and really we we should have probably won that game. So uh, so I, I came away from the ground feeling quite pleased, even though we'd lost. Yeah, so we started with uh, O'Brien at fullback, Josh Griffin, Evels, O'Brien, Casey Brown. Michael Dobson, Robert Louis, Cop Jack Tompkins, Griffin, Ben Murnett Masala, Jones, and Flanagan at loose forward on the bench for Salford was Wellaraki, Krinicki, Adam Warren, and Sean Kenny. Um, Salford started, mm, let's not say great. Uh, Hulkiar opened the scoring with try from Steve Michaels Ryan. Uh, the ball was swung wide and, and they found the edge and, and went over in the corner. Yeah, it, it was a great try, that. Uh, good rugby from all. You know, they've been playing some decent stuff this year. And, you know, it's just, just you know, <laughs> it was a good try. And, you know, fair play to all for that one. Yeah, and then uh, Salford then hook, uh, hit back uh, through a try. A, a sort of a tackle from Cockjack. Uh, the whole FC, spilt, whole FC player spilt the ball. Uh, and he was hacked on by Dobson, Paul. And then it was a bit of a toss-up between Griffin and Dobson, who died on to score. I called it as um, Griffin. Uh, at the time, uh, but you know you want to take the opportunity against uh, against against big teams, and and that's what we did. Well, yeah, it was a bit of a lost cause, really, wasn't it? From Dobson, a bit of an opportunist, sort of uh, kicking that ball through, and he, you know nothing was on there, really, was it? And he created that and made it into something. And you know, I, I thought he played really well, Michael Dobson, on uh, last last Friday. His defence was was fantastic, and you know he, he was all over the place, wasn't he? And that was one of his best best games of the season, I thought, and. Uh, yeah, he, he did really well, and that that try got us right back in it there. And you know, for that sort of spell in the game, we was really really rattling Hull. I thought. Yeah, it shows how important Michael Dobson is to the team, uh, Ryan. You know, and, and his try, you know, was well deserved. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, he's he's been a great player for us this season, Dobbo. Much improved from last year, and I think that shows the the sort of difference in mentality. Uh, I think under Yeston Harris, you'd have probably seen him just dive on that ball, but. You know, to go for that, I don't, I don't think it was a knock-on. I think uh, it'd have been play-on for so for him to, you know, just you know, spot an opportunity like that and, and go for a try. You know, I think that shows how how far we've come from last year. You know, we're a good side and we're really confident in our attack. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a great little play by Dobbo. Yeah, and then unfortunately, uh, Hull FC uh, took the lead. Great little play uh, from Houghton round the rook, uh, burst the Salford line and found Pritchard with his first touch, Paul, and he went under the post and that uh, took. Uh, all into the half time in front. Yeah, that Danny Alton, he, he played really well. He's played really well all season, I and mean, he's probably going to be a good shout for the Man of Steel. He sort of tore us to shreds at their place, and uh, you know, he's so quick him off the mark. And I would have thought he'd be in the recognition 
for uh, for playing for England at the end of the season. I thought he played really well. But yeah, Frank Pritchard, he just literally, come, I watched him come on and it must have been his first touch. I think he's on about 15 seconds and mm. he's got a bit of pace in when he gets going as well. And if for, for a big fella and, you know, he, he takes some stopping and, you know, he just edged a hole back in front. Yeah, 12-6, half time, Ryan. You know, Sofa was still in it, still competing, still pushing Hull all the way. Oh, absolutely. I, I thought we were playing really well and playing good rugby. We were kicking well, putting them under all sorts of pressure. And you know, I still, I still felt com- felt confident at half time. And you know, it was it was a good game. And yeah, it was just, I think they were all ready to go for the second half. Yeah, and then we scored the first try of the second half. Lovely move from Salford. Uh, the ball went out wide, and uh, Kate and Brown bagged another one, Paul. Yeah, yeah, and we were saying the other week, weren't we, about Mason Kate and Brown, how much of a different player he looks, you know, he looks sort of a bit more of a complete player now, he's got the pace, and one thing I've been impressed with is his defence, you know, the last few weeks, he's uh, he's really sort of numbered up in defence, and that bit of size, he's got that explosive pace as well, off the mark, and you know, when he gets the ball, and he looks a lot more confident in the ball, as if he's going to do something, it looks very dangerous as well, and I thought we, we had a real attacking threat against Hull, because watching their game against Wigan on, on Friday, I mean, Wigan were camped on their line for long periods of that game, and Hull's defence was was fantastic. But you know, we we made them look uh, look mugs at times. We we really sort of took the game to them and, and exposed them. I thought, and uh, you know, that's a feather in our cap going into that middle eight. Yeah, and then Hull hit back uh, with a try from Chris Green. Defence was a bit weak there as he went over Ryan, and you know we're going to have to muscle up in the middle eights, uh, you know, and defend better than that. Yeah, it was a shame really because I think we defended the set previous to that really well and. I think I think someone knocked the ball on, or you know, it was like uh, fifth tackle, and I think an eye ball went up to Josh Griffin, and he knocked it on because he can't catch a ball above his head. But you know, uh, I think I think it was just a bit of tiredness, to be honest. Uh, and again, just from not having that size around the middle. But you know, in the middle eights with them two new players that we've got, you know, we shouldn't have any problems. You know, I'm sure you know Luke Burgess or Felice Matteo, as well as George Griffin and Copy, will be putting them bigots in that'll, that'll stop them sorts of tries happening. Yeah, and then Salford scored again a try from Nia Levels. Good break from Robert Louis. He found O'Brien, who sent Evels over to score, Paul. You know, we, we talk about link-up play. We talk about, you know, being entertaining. And, you know, that's what that try was all about. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, Nia Levels is, is showing now, you know, that there's got to be a place for him in that side because I think he's too good to be sat to be sat on the bench or, or not in the squad. I think he, he offers that, that pace and that, that bit of it, bit of X factor that he has about him. And, you know... Nine times out of ten, if Niall plays, he'll come up with something, won't he, and, and come up with a try or or a break or you know a match-winning sort of play. So it was good to see him uh, get back on the score sheet. And that little spell there, as we'll probably talk about in a minute, really got us back on top in the game. Yeah, so we were, you know, red rags to a ball at that point. We were on top. And then that bit of magic from Robert Louis, little little jinking run and then a little kick through. The whole defence didn't read it and he dives over in the corner, Ryan. You know, magic man, the star man, showing his skills and... And paying the bills. Oh, absolutely. He's, uh, he's one of my favourite players, Robert Louis. He's su- such a good player. His short kicking game is so sensational as well. Like, you know, he wins so many like repeat sets and dropouts. And yeah, he, you know, he, he just runs over to the left and he, he sort of nearly loses the ball. And you know, just to have the confidence just to put that on your foot and then you know, he just he sort of goes off the pitch and comes back in again. And you know, he completely fills everybody. And you know, to get us in the lead with ten minutes to go, that. Oh, that was fantastic, and I don't think I don't think the atmosphere has been as good as that all season. To be honest, to to take the lead against the the, the boys in the top at the top of the table. So uh, yeah, you know, there's not many players in our side or in Super League that can 
it can pull off a play like that. Yeah, and then obviously the, the same part of the field, Paul, as the, the Rangi Chase magic ball uh, from last season. Rob Lewis come in, took his mantle, uh, and he's, he's shown us, you know, moments like that, you know, why, why he's, uh, he's our magic man. Certainly was, yeah. I mean, he, he had me uh, jumping up and down that. It was it was brilliant, and you, you didn't know what he was going to do, did you? And when he came up with that, he was... It was brilliant, and, and like uh, Ryan said, there the stadium was really rocking them, wasn't it? You know, for that last ten minutes, and the, the crowd really lifted, and and you know we, we really had Hull Hull on the ropes there, and uh, you, you look at Hull, they probably uh, the, the 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 best side I think we've we played this season. I know Warrington have played well, but but Hull, you know, they, they look the real deal, don't they? But you know, we had them, we had them rocking a bit there, didn't we? And you know, that's all credit to Salford. Yeah, and then unfortunately, next set, Salford turned the ball over. Uh, and Hull FC uh, take advantage. We're going to try from X-Red, Mark Sneed, Ryan. You know, shows a bit of good footwork, shows that extra bit of pace we know he's got uh, and goes through that Salford defence to score uh, and puts a dagger in uh, Salford fans' hearts. Yeah, it was, it was pretty devastating. That. And I don't like how he threw the ball into the fans. I thought that was a bit... Uh, I didn't like that at all. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was disappointing. I just think that's where we've lacked it sometimes this year, that that sort of game management, and that's only going to come with experience. You know, you hear about Ian Watson, you know, in his interviews, he talks about that all the time, and I think that's only going to come with, you know, these lads playing together a bit longer. You know, we should just be putting the the ball up our jumper there and, you know, getting to the kick and, you know, having a good defensive set, but, you know, it's just it was just criminal to, to knock the ball on the first tackle there, and, you know, I, I felt for George Griffin because he had a great game as well, but, yeah, it's just, that's just how it goes. Yeah, and then unfortunately, to put the cherry on the whole FC cake, um, a wonderful back, backdoor ball uh, from Ellis Paul sends Fonua over to score to kill the game. Uh, and Ole FC, obviously, preparing for the uh, the semi-final of Challenge Cup the week after, take the two points. Yeah, it was a quality ball that from Gareth Ellis, wasn't it? I remember saying, like, you know, at the time, you know, for a guy of 35, 36-year-old, he's still really quality in Gareth Ellis and... Uh, yeah, that that it was a bit harsh on us that scoreline really, you know, to lose by eight points. I think it was a bit closer than that really, but you know they can take a lot of credit from from that performance and a lot of confidence as well going into the the middle eight because we matched probably they probably had the best side in the in the league as I said before Hull. So uh, so I I went away disappointed, but you know on the other hand you know quite pleased with it with the display. Yeah, looking at the stats, uh, boys, uh, top tacklers uh, of the day, uh, Tomkins with thirty three. Copjack with 28, um, Ben Murdoch Mert- Mert- with 25, Joshua Jones with 27, Wellaraki with 28. You know, the forwards uh, put a really good shift in there, Ryan. Oh, they always do. And I think all the players have been putting a shift in this year. And, you know, it's, it's competition for places now. And, you know, the bench is going to be strong from now on as well. So, yeah, it's uh, they, they, they just, they're just top lads. They just graft every single week. You know, Cop has been. Awesome this year. George Griffin's come on leaps and bounds, and you know I've I've been really really impressed with with how they've with how they coach because we we have got a light pack. Everyone knows it. Uh, well, we did have till last week anyway, but yeah, I've uh, been really impressed with how they perform this year. Yeah, the top meeting makers. Looking at the the stats, Joshua Jones with 115, Caitlin Brown 134, Josh Griffin with 144. Uh, Robert Lewis 68 Michael Dobson with 114 he got around the field par a lot uh, and it shows you know we made some big metres when it mattered yeah they certainly did well most of Dobson's metres was probably that break they made weren't they because he went quite far, far with that but yeah 
the likes of George Griffin, as we've said all season, punches above his weight, doesn't he? He really works hard. And, and Craig Kopchak has this season, Mark Flanagan. They, like we said before, they're not the biggest pack, but you know they put it in them lads, don't they, every week. And I'm excited now, especially with this size that we're getting with Luke Burgess and uh, Mateo. So uh, they're, they're going to really help us to push forward in the middle eight. Who was your man of the match, Paul? Oh, it was a couple of weeks ago now, I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought Gareth O'Brien played really well. I thought he linked up linked up well and, and, and played well. And um, But I think Michael Dobson, for me, as I said before, he, his defence was outstanding. He took his opportunity when he went through there. And I just thought he worked so hard all night and he was leading. You can see him talking and that. And he wears his heart on his sleeve, Michael Dobson. And uh, I, I've been really impressed with him this season. And I like the way he plays and I like the way he leads and that. So I'm going to go with Michael Dobson. Who was your man of the match, uh, Ryan? I probably have to go for Michael Dobson as well. I thought he had one of his best games in Salfordshire. You know, he scored that try, made some decent breaks, and you know, I think I think he's had a good season. But you know, Robert Louis as well for that that moment of magic where he put us in the lead at the end of the game. You know, that's what that's what you're paying the big money for. So yeah, it's between the two definitely. Yeah, um, looking at the uh, three-word match reports and man of the matches our listeners have took in, uh, put in Nathan Archer, two top teams. Uh, Andy Lancashire played full 80 minutes. His man of the match was Dobbo. Uh, Alan Taylor, great team performance. And his man of the match was Jones. Uh, so, you know, Jones, another great performance from him. And, you know, he's performing, doesn't he, Paul? Oh, yeah, Josh Jones was, was outstanding. I forgot to mention him. Really. Oh, he, Josh Jones was part of the he, match. Sorry, yeah. He, he was unstoppable, wasn't he, in that second half, bumping off tackles. And, and they didn't really know what to do with him, Paul. Especially that little purple patch we had when we scored them two tries. I remember saying to you, Rob, on the night... Says he, he looks he looks the business tonight, doesn't he? And you know that that sort of bumping off and getting an offload in the ball, he, he did. They were panicking, and uh, you know if we can take that into the middle eights, we shouldn't have any problems, should we? If we can play like that, that I think the main word for me was intensity. If we can play at that sort of tempo and that intensity, those half of those teams in that middle eight won't be able to live with us. Yeah, other three words match reports we got from our listeners. John Walton said not going down. His man of the match was Josh Jones. Uh, Rocking Roy Ellaby, hard luck, lads. Um, his man of the match, uh, he hasn't got one because he was in Cornwall, by the sound of it. Uh, Martin, outstanding team performance, and his man of the match was Josh Jones, with a special mention to Copjack. Uh, Ryan, Copjack, another great performance from him. Yeah, it was, and I don't think Cop has had a bad performance all season, really. I can't really think of a stinker he's had, but I must, I must obviously mention there Josh Jones. We forgot about him, I don't know how. He was awesome against OFC. And I really hope we can tie up on a long-term deal. Like I know he's contracted at the club next year, but he'll be a really difficult player to to keep hold of. I I I'd tip him for England selection uh, within the next couple of years as well because he's just an awesome player and top in defence. And he, the, the the amount of breaks he makes and tackle busts, it's just ridiculous. He's an absolute beast. So uh, hopefully we can get him signed up on a long-term deal. Yeah, make make it happen, Cheezer. Make it happen, Cheezer. Uh, Michael Matthews, brilliant at times. His man of the match was Jones again. Okay, Nodder just edged out. His man of the match was Jones. Uh, Colin Reynolds, um, he wasn't happy about the performance, about the referee. I thought the referee was, you know, quite neutral for both sides, Paul, really. Um, Gareth Williams, great team effort. His man of the match was Jones. Paul Foster ran them close. Uh, his man of the match was Jones. Peter Johnson, good effort. Uh, and his man of the match was Copjack. Uh, Richard Martin, another great effort. Dobson and finally... Paul King, great team effort. Man of the match was Dobbo. But, you know, performances like that, uh, Ryan, you know, 
puts in good stead uh, for the middle eights. And, you know, the boys, you know, we have to look at that performance and think, yeah, we've, we've competed against uh, Hull, who were at the top of the, uh, the, the the league and competing for a Super League title. And we've given them a good game today. Absolutely. You know, the top of the league, they've just made the Challenge Cup uh, final. They've been, you know, the team of the year in Super League so far. And we came within 10 minutes of beating them. So, you know, that's, you know, you've got to take a lot of confidence from that. And, you know, who knows if we'd have had these two players, you know, two weeks ago, you know, we might have done them. So, you know, you know, you just got to be confident. You've got to back yourselves. You know, that's what it's all about. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure the players, you know, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the Salford camp will be a lot more even confident than I am tonight that we're going to, we're going to stay up. So they should be good. Don't forget 0800 100 RYAN for the, uh, the motivational middle eight speaks from Ryan. One pound a minute. <laughs> One pound a minute. <laughs> so I would say that was that was the uh, the game against Hollisee. We we went down twenty eight points to twenty, but you know we were happy with the performance. We were proud of the effort the boys put in, uh, and if uh, they put in a few, couple more performances in the uh, the middle eights in that kind of level, uh, I don't think we'll have anything to worry about. Uh, so what we'll do now, we'll have a look what our amateur size did uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, with Paul. Well, we'll start this week's amateur review by looking at the National Conference League. Uh, Salford Red Devils under-19s weren't in action this week. There was no game and there's no fixture this weekend either, so the lads have got a bit of a break. So the first game came on Friday night. That was in Division 3 of the National Conference League and it was Dewsbury Moor Maroons who beat Oldham St. Anne's by 36 points to 8. On Saturday, in the Premier Division, Pilkington Rex beat Rochdale Mayfield by 24 points to 16. In Division 2, Salford City Roosters went down 40 points to 2 away at Ascombe. Difficult task now for the City Roosters to stay up. They really are down near the bottom, especially with Dewsbury Celtic, who beat Stanley with 36 points to 16. The Salford City Roosters are now fourth bottom, just above Dewsbury Celtic on points difference and five clear of Stanley Rangers. So it's a really going to be a really tight end to the season now and uh, we wish the Roosters the best of luck in their quest for survival. Also in Division 3, Waterhead beat, were beaten by the Wollstone Rovers at home by 56 points to 24. So the fixtures for this week, they start on Wednesday night. There's a fixture between in the Premier Division between Rochdale, Mayfield and Kells. The rest of the fixtures are at weekend and we start with the Premier Division, Rochdale, Mayfield again. They play on Saturday the 30th of July. They're away at York, Acorn. In Division 2, Salford City Roosters are back in action at home to Thornhill Trojans on Saturday. And in Division 3, there's two fixtures, Crossfields against Waterhead Warriors and Oldham St Anne's against Drillington. The draw has been made for the Conference Trophy semi-finals and it's Featherstone Lions against Rochdale Mayfield and Hunslet Club Packs. I'd play the Milford Marlins. So best of luck to Rochdale Mayfield. Those ties are going to be played the weekend of Saturday the 20th of August. Right, well, moving on to the North West Men's League. There's plenty of results. There's not many fixtures for this weekend coming but there's plenty of results just gone. We start on Wednesday the 20th of July. The match between Oral St James A and Salford City Roosters A was postponed. On Saturday in Division 1, Folly Lane's match against Hindpool Tigers was postponed. In Division 2, Berry Broncos 24, Blackpool Scorpions 0. Lee East A 16, Rochdale Mayfield A 12. Manchester Rangers 18, Leyland Warriors 22. And Witness Tigers 36, Oldham St Anne's A 24. In Division 3, Fitton Hill 18, Burton Woodbridge 30. And in Division 4, Caddy's Ed Rhinos 104, Bolton Mets nil. So a fantastic victory there for Caddy's Ed Rhinos. Poor old Bolton Mets, I hope they uh, they bounce back after that one. 
Eccleston Lions 46, Berry Broncos a 12, Little Hulton Reds 18, Garswood Stags 24, Manchester Rangers a 38, Colchester Eagles 32, and Rochdale Cobras 38, West Horton Lions 6. Moving on to Division 5, it was a great win for Langworthy Reds. They won away from home at Ashton Bears A by 24 points to nil. Salford City Roosters A28, Oral St James A48, and there was one result in the entry division. It was Burnley and Pendle 58, Littleborough 26. So there's not many fixtures this week, and it's the North West Men's League Cup semi-finals and the trophy semi-finals. There's none of our teams involved in there, so quite a few teams are getting a week's break. But there is one fixture in Division 3, that's between Burton Woodbridge and Fitton Hill, and there is one fixture in the entry division between the Mancunians and Littleborough. Well, the Under-19s Academy Tour warm-up game, a great win for England Academy. They beat Penrith Panthers by 28 points to 22, with tries from Wells, Smith, Batchelor, Smith, Field and four goals from Fairclough. So a great win there for the England Academy on their tour. In the Women's League, there was one result involving our local teams. Rochdale Hornets ladies beat the Selby Warriors by 24 points to nil. Another international fixture between the England Colleges and Scotland Colleges. England Colleges beat Scotland by 66 points to four at the Big Fellas Stadium. I think that's in Featherstone. I think it used to be at the old Post Office Road ground, but Big Fellas Stadium. And that's after, after having led 40 points to four at the break. A big result there for England Colleges. And they will meet Wales at Loughborough University on Sunday the 30th of July with a 1pm kickoff. Well, finally this week, we'll move on to the North West Youth League. There's quite a few scores in this and uh, quite a few fixtures as well. So we'll start with the under-18s Premier 1. It was Ince Rosebridge 32, Oldham St Anne's 18. That result was on Sunday. And in the under-16s North West Youth Plate semi-final, Oldham beat Salford by 26 points to 20. In Division 2, Dalton 16, Oldham St Anne's 10. And West Bank 18, Higginshaw 0. The fixtures for this weekend are as follows. This is the under-18s Premier 1 on Sunday the 31st of July. Oldham St Anne's play Wigan St Patrick's and Rochdale play Halton Farm of Hornets. And in Division 2 of the under-16s, Salford play Wigan St Cuthbert's. That's also on Sunday. And in Division 3 of the under-16s, Ascombe play the Langworthy Reds. Well, there was no game this week for the Salford Red Devils under-19s, but they are in action this coming weekend, and the fixture is on Saturday the 6th of August, they're away at the City of Hull Academy. So good luck to the, the young devils there. That's a 12 o'clock kick-off this, uh, this coming Saturday. Well, we turn our attention now to the National Conference Leagues as ever, and we start off with Rochdale-Mayfield. They played on Wednesday and Saturday, picking up two vital victories as well. Wednesday night, they beat Kells by 36 points to 14. That was at home, and then they was away from home against York Acorn on Saturday, and they won there by 34 points to 22. So that's lifted Mayfield up to fourth in the table now. They're just five points behind top spot Siddall, and they go away to Siddall this weekend. So best of luck to Mayfield there. You know They could be up there again this season, challenging for honours. Uh, moving on to Division 2. On Saturday, Saddleworth Rangers beat Lee East in a thriller, 30 points to 28. And Salford City Roosters got a valuable point against Thornhill Trojans, drawing 18 points apiece. That, uh, that results... Uh, keep Salford City Roosters third from bottom with 10 points there's 6 points clear of Stanley and Stanley Rangers a point behind Dewsbury Celtic who were just one place above them so a good result for Salford City Roosters but they are desperate for a win uh, the tries came from Bradley White and Andrew Muscat and Bradley White also kicked 5 goals really good with the boot Bradley White on Saturday I've just seen some of his, uh, his kicking on uh, on the internet and uh, some of the some of the kicks were 
pretty difficult ones he banged over and uh, some very important ones there to get um, the Roosters a valuable point. So congratulations to the Roosters and good luck this weekend. Moving on to Division 3. There's a couple of results there with our Oldham sides. Crossfields 54, Waterhead Warriors 6 and Oldham St. Anne's 24, Julington 31. The fixtures for this weekend. Salford City Roosters in action on Friday night, the 5th of August, when they take on Blackbrook. Blackbrook are sort of mid-table and, and really safe now, so it's up to the Salford City Roosters to put pressure on and get the two points there. So good luck to them Friday night. The rest of the fixtures are on Saturday in the Premier Division. It's Siddall, as we just mentioned, against Rochdale Mayfield. And in Division 2, Hunslet Club Parkside against Saddleworth Rangers. And Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's against Wollstone Rovers. And Ryland Sharks against Waterhead Warriors. Well, we spoke about the England Academy last week, you know, winning their first tour game. They played their first test against the Australian schoolboys under-19s. On Sunday, and they went down 50 points to 26. Australian schoolboys got some really talented players there, and they're, they're going to be tough to beat in this test series. The second test is this Saturday, the 6th of August. Um, so we wish them the best of luck with that one. Well, the Northwest Men's League, there's not a lot of results to tell you about this, this past weekend. Um, due to the Challenge Cup and uh, some of the amateur trophies that were played, and not many of our local sides were in action, but the results were as follows. Rochdale Mayfield, A16, Manchester Rangers, nil. That was Friday night. On Saturday, the 30th of July, the Northwest Men's League Shield semi-final between Rochdale and Cobras and Oral St. James was postponed. And there was also a fixture between the Mancunians and Littleborough, but there was no result there. That was postponed as well. So the fixtures for this weekend, we've got a midweek fixture on Tuesday the 2nd of August between Caddy's Head Rhinos and the RAF, that's a friendly fixture. On Friday the 5th of August, Manchester Rangers entertain Blackpool Scorpions, the rest of the fixtures are on Saturday the 6th. Folly Lane take on Oral St James, that's in Division 1. In Division 2, Rochdale Mayfield A play the Oldham St Anne's and Berry Broncos play Widnes Tigers. In Division 3, Burtonwood Bridge play Fitton Hill. Division 4, Bolton Mets play Little Hulton Reds. Rochdale Cobras play Eccleston Lions. West Horton Lions play Manchester Rangers A. And Caddy's Head Rhinos play the Berry Broncos A. In Division 5, Clockface Miners A play Salford City Roosters A. And there is one fixture in the entry division, that is between the Mancunians and Burnley and Pendle. And finally, just a few results in the Northwest Youth League, starting with the under-18s Premier 1, Oldham St. Anne's 30, Wigan St. Patrick's 28, Rochdale 18, Halton Farm with Hornets 0. In the Premier 2, Saddleworth Rangers 20, Thatto Heath 40. And in the under-16s Division 2, it was Salford 0, Wigan St. Cuthbert's 18, Liverpool Lions 34, Oldham St. Anne's 18. And in Division 3 of the under-16s, it was Askham 18, Langworthy Reds 0. That's it for the amateur report this week. I'll catch you next week. Cheers, Paul. So what we'll do now, we'll uh, talk about the game against Huddersfield on Sunday. It's time for the Devil of the Details Big Match Preview. So Sunday, Salford Red Devils take on Huddersfield Giants at the AJ Bell Stadium, Ryan. First game of the middle eight uh, against the Giants. You know, it's going to be a cracking contest. Oh, it's, it's got the makings of a classic. Uh, I think also what will benefit the game is that, you know, both teams have pretty much got full-strength sides. They've had two weeks to prepare for the game. So, really, really excited. And let's hope we get a big crowd. I'm sure, uh, sure, I'm sure we'll get a decent following. So, it should be good. Yeah, Huddersfield Giants, Paul. Obviously, competing at the top of Super League. I think, was it league champions two years ago? You know they've uh, you know they're used to playing in big high intensity games, and this is one of them. 
you, you think it's going to be you know a battle between who who can withstand the pressure? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so. I think so. If you look at um, the Huddersfield side this year, it's not that different really to that side that was playing in that game against Leeds, you know, last season to, to finish top. And they had the helicopter above the ground, wasn't it? They was, they were deciding where the league leaders' trophy was going to go. So they're not. It's not that much different, is it? Really, you've still got the the quality there, like I said, Danny Bruff and you know uh, Kudjo McGilvery and people like that, and the Ucker that they've got there. I like him that that Inchcliffe, the Ucker. So the, there's quality players all over for Huddersfield. So uh, and in the, in the two games, like I said before, that we played in this season, there's been nothing between the two sides, has there? And you know that pitch at the AJ Bell's quality. So I mean, it's got all the makings, like Brian says, of a really classic game and, and plenty of points and uh, you know a really belting match. Yeah, who's your danger man to look out for, Ryan, for the other field giants? Danny Bruff, just take him out. Take him out from the start. Target him, batter him, do whatever it takes to take him out of the game. If you take Danny Bruff out of the Huddersfield side, they are not the same team. Batter him. But he is a massive part of the, the Huddersfield uh, team, Paul. Uh, and, you know, if, if like Ryan says, you know, if, if we can stop him from playing, it's going to put a big spanner in that Huddersfield uh, engine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything comes off. I mean, it's a bit like Kevin Brown at Witness, isn't it? Uh, I'm not going to say they're a one-man team, but like Ryan says, if you can stop stop his threat, because he's everything and he's the kicking game, but he's also like he's also the guy that can do the miracle plays, and he'll get the 40-20s, or he'll, he'll do like some amazing sort of kick, won't he? So, and he's a goal kicker as well, isn't he? So, um, so yeah, he's the, he's the go-to man for him. And uh, if you can if you can stop him, and I think Ryan Braille is another one, though. He's he's a quality player. He plays at Huddersfield now, doesn't he? So. If he's playing, he's a, he's a guy to watch because uh, I know he's been playing at full-back for them, so they've not been sort of using him the same way that Lee were using him. But, um, no, they have got some quality there. But I think if you can stop Danny Bruff, I think you're halfway uh, to beat Huddersfield. Yeah, I think another big player for Huddersfield for me is, is it Utai? Big Tai, yeah, he's a big uh, lad, big, isn't he? Big forward. You know, we struggle with him uh, this season, but he, he punches big holes in, in any defence. And, you know, our forwards... Ryan will have to be stood up and, and battling with the likes of him and, and, and Crabtree uh, to get forward momentum. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we've, we've brought the reinforcements in to deal with them sorts of players. And, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say we've been battered in the forwards by him this season. Um, you know, I, th- I think when we got beat by him at the AJ well this year, we had we had an off day. Every team has one of them a season. Um, obviously, we beat him with a depleted squad. I know they had injuries at the... Uh, at Huddersfield this early in the season so it's going to be a great game I'm really looking forward to it um, it's got the makings of a classic so uh, bring it on Yeah, it's going to be an interesting battle Paul obviously both teams looking to start the, the middle eight uh, well, you know, we, we've got you know experience in that middle eight from, from last year uh, and winning, you know, starting off you know, with a win that's the, that's the main thing really yeah, of course it is, and I think you know Huddersfield are going to be looking for that as well. They've got a new coach as well. They've got rid of Paul Anderson and uh, that new guy, that Rick Stone's coming. I don't think he's won a game yet, as if I'm not mistaken. I think they've lost the, the couple of games that they they played. No, St. Helens beat him and Warrington beat him. I don't think they've won since he's come. So they're going to be looking to to kickstart their season, aren't they? And like you say, it's, it's going to be like a cup final sort of atmosphere, isn't it? It's like a big, a, a massive game for both sides, isn't it, to, to get off to a good start in that in that middle eights and if you know if Huddersfield can win it's a bonus for them winning the, the away games that they're going to have so uh, you know we need to make sure that we switched on and you know we don't want to have another off day like Ryan said before when we played them a few weeks ago in the league oh because that was a disappointing performance I thought that and uh, they well beat us that night even though it was only a point in it I thought they were the, the better side on the night so we need to make sure we switched on from minute one because uh, they've got some, some dangerous players Yeah give us your score prediction for the, the game on Sunday Ryan 
I'm going to go 36 28 Salford. 36 28 Reds. What about you, Paul? Um, I'm going to be bold this week. I think oh. um, I think we're going to do the business on uh, on Sunday. I think we're going to win uh, 40 points to 10. 40 to 10. Put your hat on that. He, he says 40 points to 10 would be a magical start. I, d- I just think we're going to turn up. I just think we're going to turn up on Sunday and, and, and do the business. I think there's going to be a big lift. Uh, Burgess coming in and um, our friend uh, Matteo. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do the business. Yeah, I'm going to go Salford. 20, Hull, uh, Hull, Huddersfield, 6. I think, like you say, we'll start well. We'll put, we'll put, you know, the momentum in our, in our hands, uh, and we'll come away with a, a big win. I think not as bold, not as big as my normal predictions, but it's the business end of the season, so I can see a, a solid performance. Part. That's what it's all about, though. I've been it on Sunday about momentum. If you can get that good start and. You know, really get the really get the crowd lifted like there was against that against Hull. There, they can be like your um, your fourteenth man, can't they? And really, really, really spur you on because, like we were saying before, it was really rocky, wasn't it, when we got in the lead there against Hull. And if we, we, that's what it, we need, we need to make that sort of cauldron atmosphere now in these four home games we've got in the middle eight, and we play Old Car and London and Featherstone. We've got we've got to make that. We've got to make it tough for them, and you know, to be worried about coming here, and uh, you know. We can we can get off to a good start and blow Huddersfield away. Really, like a statement of intent to all the other sides in that middle eight. Yeah, so you're listening, boys. We're all behind you. Just put in a big performance on Sunday and and bring home the the two points, eh, right? I'll take a one point win though, mate. <laughs> Never mind forty. Ten a one point win. <laughs> oh, I'll take any. I'll take a draw. <laughs> but I'd rather win. Obviously, I think Justin Carney, if he's fit, I think he'll be he'll be big for us coming back in. Um, well, I'll just, I'll just feel the signs some players as well. Just sign that Gino wants to be in. They've got that. Is it? Um, is it Simmons or something like that? Uh, they signed him as well. But yeah, I, you got to be confident going into it. Like you know, if you hear the interviews from the other field players, they'll all be saying like, and they'll be more worried about it than us. Believe me, they will be more worried than us. <laughs> Salford first game, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'd be more worried if I was another field fan right now than a Salford fan. Yeah, so that's the end of another podcast. Just a couple of little bit, you know, little bit of news that's come through to us. Canazed uh, Rhinos have the Simon Annis Cup, uh, and it takes place on the sixth of August at Lord Street Park. It starts at twelve o'clock. The main event, the kickoff between them and Berry Broncos A, uh, that kicks off at three o'clock. But it's a big uh, family day uh, with raffles, a licensed bar, auction, barbecue, refreshments with cakes and stalls. Paul, you know, it's a really, you know, community event and hopefully, you know, people will get down and support it. Yeah, also, I'm really disappointed I can't go this this Saturday. I'm, I'm working on, on Saturday. I was supposed to be working Sunday and I've had to beg for favours to get my Sunday covered. So I'm disappointed I won't be able to go to that. But yeah, if you can get down there, you know, get down there and support the Rhinos and that on uh, on uh, on Saturday because, you know, it's going to be a good event, that. Yeah, and the, the, next, well, the next bit of news is our Facebook page now has... 634 likes uh, Ryan you know we've come from small acorns big trees grow and I remember like the first like which was me because obviously it's the Facebook page <laughs> you know, we've gone from you know one little numbers to 634 it's, it's uh, you know all I can say is big thank you to all the listeners isn't it and you know continue to you know interact with us and, and listen to us yeah of course and you know that's all you need a good show and you know people who are passionate about rugby league and Salford and you know, to to think that that many people have liked the page is really good. They, you know, it's you know, it's just just got to keep going, and you know, things do grow after time. And you, you know, you'd be surprised how many people listen to this show. I know a lot of people that listen to it, and and they love it. So you know, 
it's, uh, it's a good thing to be a part of. I'm really proud of it. Cool. Don't forget to tell all your friends as well, your listeners. Uh, and then, obviously, our listener base and Facebook community page will grow. Uh, so, thanks for listening to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail. Another good show, Paul. Yeah, I enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. And, you know, I've uh, enjoyed having a week off, you know, without worrying about Salford. But today, I, I have been thinking about them and, and sort of worrying about Sunday. And But Ryan's made me feel miles better now, you know, fill, filling me full of confidence. So, uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I can't wait. And just, you know, if you're not doing anything on Sunday, get down there because it promises to be a cracking day and a cracking match. Another great performance from yourself, Ryan, on the on the podcast tonight. No, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. It's you know it's good to be back on the show. Uh, you know, I've been working hard, so I've not been able to get on it as much as I could uh, as I, as I'd like to. But you know, uh, I'm I'm sure Salford are going to have a good uh, good middle eights and you know push on to have a successful 2017 as well. Well, thanks for listening to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, RLInternetRadio.com and League Cast. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.